All right, Shabbos we'll say good morning. Let us begin. I want to start by uh, by thanking our sponsors. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all the Shurim and Joshua's this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach, Zechariah Ben Zechariah. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Karen and Akiva Noach Andrews, for dedicating all of the learning this week in commemoration of the Yerzite of Karen's mother, Marsha Bas David Vechano, to thank our Dafyomi sponsors today, the Plonka family, in commemoration of the Yerzite of Moshe Rabbeinu. So right, Zayin Adar today, Moshe ben Amram Zecher Tzadik Levracha, and for Rafua Shalema for Liel, for, for, Leo, for Leo Yehuda ben Meira Yael. To thank Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin for dedicating the Dathyomi this morning in honor of Baruch Meir's father's 80th birthday. Baruch Hashem, what an incredible and beautiful accomplishment. May he go, may chayil al chayil from strength to strength. And I will say, with that, let us begin. So, Mir Hashem, we have a lot to do today. A lot to do today, Mir Hashem. A lot of ground to cover, a lot of gemara to do. So today's daf is Tzadik. 90. We are picking up Emir Hashem on Petes on the base, and we are picking up, we are picking up at the Ika de Amri. So it's like kind of left you hanging a little bit in the middle of the sugi over here. It's right across from Tosfos Vizeh. So if you remember, again, we were speaking about the interesting idea of the ability for a Chabura to essentially kind of tell someone to get out, right? That, that, that you know, if somebody, you know, the, the, the metaphorical phrase that, or the euphemistic phrase that the, that the Gemara used was someone who is Yadayim or Yafos, like somebody with beautiful hands. So beautiful hands, of course, was a was a metaphor for someone who grabs a bit too much too quickly and kind of annoys the rest of the chavura. So we're speaking about the idea that they could tell that individual, you know, why don't you take your portion and go? Take your portion and go. So we'll say, so remember again, this all this all presupposes that we pass in halacha lamaisa, like the opinion, like the opinion that says that karma uh, pesach can be split up. In two parts, right? That halacha lamaisa, you can go in and split a carbon into two and have the same carbon consumed in two locations. What you can't do is go ahead and have one individual consume the carbon in two different locations. So the Gemara says, Ikida Amri, an alternate version of that which we said, Halo Ibailan, Elahaki Hudi Bailan, Bnei Chabura, Rashan Lachalik, or Inu Rashan Lachalik. So we'll say, according to this version, so remember again, I've said in the last piece, the Gemara established that halacha this idea of a chabura being able to say to an individual, tol chalkicha v'tzei, was not just the din by carbon Pesach, but in fact, again, even what the Gemara called sibolas, which I guess they was thinking about this, I guess they would call it like a, like maybe like a potluck meal, where everybody brings something or contributes something together, and one guy just eats faster and more than everyone else, they could tell him, take your portion and go, take your portion and go. So it's not just a din in Karman Pesach, it's a din in general by any joint meal. So the Gemara says, so we say, so we asked, B'nei Chabura, do B'nei Chabura have the ability to go ahead and split up or not? 
Tashma, Bene Chaburusha Yodov Shachos Mehen Yavos, Rashoin Lomar Lo Tochel Kichavetse. So we'll say so again, we see from the Mishnah that yes, the Chaburah can split up, because if you have a Chaburah and one of the members eats too much too quickly, they could tell him, listen, take your portion and go. So the Gemara says, Yadav Yafos in. Ain Yadav Yafos Lo. So we'll say, see, interestingly enough, the Gemara says it seems to be only in a case where Halacha Lamaisa, Yadav Yafos, right, where again he eats very quickly. So there's, there's a compelling reason to do so. But if there's no compelling reason to do so, it would appear that the Chabura should not split Shmamina. So we'll say, see, interestingly enough, the way the Gemara kind of ends off is saying, can you split? You can split. But really, unless, of course, unless, of course, there's a compelling reason to split, one should not do so. So the Gemara said, also a great story. Rav Papa and Rav Hunabari Yadadi. Rav Papa and Rav Hunabari Yadadi were having a meal together. Listen to this. As Rav Hunabari ate one, you know, we'll call it one portion. Rav Papa Arba. So Rav Papa ate four times as fast as Rav Huna. So as a result, Amrlei, Poligli. So, so Rav Huna was getting a little bit annoyed, right? Because that Rav Papa was eating at a much faster pace. So he said, you know what? I have a good idea. Why don't we just split our portions? You know, why don't we just split up the food? <laughs> that way you have your chilek, I have my chilek, and, and that's it. Amrlei, or, or Poligli could also mean let's separate. So Amrlei, Kablisun. So to which, to which Rav Papa responded, listen, you know me, right? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the fast eater guy, right? So when you invited me to eat with you, you were this, right? So I'll say Kabbalisun means, you've accepted this. You've accepted this. So the Gemara says, So Rav Papa and Rav Huna ended up having, you know, the same exact conversations as, as they had before. Right? All the same conversations as they had before. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, so remember again, they essentially went through the entire previous discussion that the Gemara went through. Right? So Rav, Rav Papa saying, you accepted me. Right? You knew who I was. You accepted me. Rav Huna saying, well, no, we accepted you ultimately again to do something beneficial, not to put, not to be detrimental. So ultimately, again, then he brought up, then Rav Huna brought up the discussion regarding the discretionary meal. Right? The potluck meal, where the halacha still is that if one of the members wants to force a split, he can do so. Polygly. So I will say at that point, Rav Papa said, fine. First wide line, pay testing with base on the bottom. So at that point in time, Rav Papa said, fine. You want to split up? We'll split up. So I will say, so now watch this. So now at this point in time, Rav Huna went his way, Rav Papa went his way. Azul Arav Bahadir Ravina. So Rav Huna then went to have a meal with Ravina. Ada Achil Rav Huna Brid Rav Yoshua. Chada. So by the time Rav Huna ate one portion, Achil Ravina Tamnia. Ravina went and ate eight portions. So say so so Ravuna went from Rav Papa who ate four times as quickly as him to Ravina who ate eight times as quickly as him. Amar Mea Papi Velochad Ravina said, Ah, oh, it's better to dine with a hundred Rav Papas and not one Ravina. So I'll say so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of incredible lessons to learn from this story. So we'll say it's also possible that it's also possible that what? It's also possible that Rav Papa was just a slow eater, 
That, that, that's the other possibility. That maybe it could be that everyone else is not the fastest eater, that Rav Papa is a very slow eater, which is a good Muslim life because sometimes we see what we perceive to be dysfunctional situations and we often assume that the dysfunction is everyone else. Right? This, this is so broken because you're broken, you're broken, you're broken, you're broken. Well, sometimes if I look around the world and I see that everyone is broken and I perceive that everyone else is the issue, it may be Kedai to just take a quick look in the mirror to make sure that I'm actually whole and everyone else is broken, as opposed to perhaps me suffering a little bit from the broken kite in life. I'll say it also, that's one, that's one, that's one, one lesson. The other lesson I will say is this idea of kablisun, right? This idea that in these chaburas, there's this concept that the fast eater or that the shamans could say to the rest of the group, you know, you knew who I was, you have to accept me as is. This incredible you sowed in life relationships as well. That halacha lemaisa, I will say, sometimes you have to accept, sometimes you could have differing expectations of people, sometimes you have to learn to accept people as they are. Sometimes in life, there's so much relationship discord because I want this person in my relationship to be like this. I want you to be like this. I want you to behave like this. I want you to accomplish this. And sometimes, sometimes you have to accept people for who they are in order to be able to maintain normative life relationships. So we'll say two, two dramatic life lessons from this sugi. So we'll say the Gemara goes like this. We'll say this is an incredible Gemara that's now going to go into the next sugi. If you include other people in your carbon Pesach and on your Chagiga, so what's the halacha? Mo'os shebiyado chulin. So ultimately, again, money that you receive from these individuals is chulin. So we'll say what this means is as follows. Salacha this whole time, this whole time, I, I, I happen to own the sheep. But again, I'm not going to eat the whole sheep myself. So I include a chabura. So how does the chabura work, I will say? Bipashtos people buy in. Right? So I sell you right, uh, $25. $25 for your piece of lamb for current Pesach. So no problem. I, I sell out the current Pesach. The, the price is now saying, same thing with Chagiga, the money received for those carbonic portions is chulin. Which is a dramatic halacha. Similarly, not similarly, but if you go ahead and you sell your ola or your shlamim to someone else, the sale is invalid. Now, now, the reason the sale is invalid is because once that ola, once that shlamim is designated for me, I can't really sell it to anyone else. And any money I receive for such a sale, by definition, should be used for carbon nadava. Someone says, I don't understand. I don't say, you just told me that if I try to sell my shlamim or my ola, that the sale doesn't work. Well, if the sale doesn't work, I will say, then what? Then the money is not, the money should just be returned to the owner. What do you mean the money goes to carbon nadava? Amarava knasa. Oh, it's a knas. Chazal did not want to create a carbonic market. So what's the best way to disincentivize the sale of sacrificial items is penalize everyone. The sale doesn't work. And by the way, you don't even get the money back, right? You sell it, you buyer, don't even get your money back. Instead, your money is the Giplu Linedava.
What does he mean, all of the money? What it means is as follows. Even if the carbon was only worth four zoos, and you sold it at a premium for five zoos, you might have thought maybe the premium amount at least shouldn't go to the dollar. Maybe I could keep the premium amount, or maybe the premium amount goes back to the purchaser. No, the entire amount is deeply in the dollar. So it's an incredible halacha. You want, once you have designated sacrificial animals, you cannot sell those carbonos to anyone else. And if you try to do so, then everyone's penalized. The sale doesn't work and the money goes to Nadava, even if you sold it at a premium. Let's go back, let's go back and analyze the first case. So I say, I don't understand this first halacha. So let's analyze this. You told me that, let's say again, I own the land and Ruvain wants to join my current Pesach. So say, no problem, $25. So I separated out the land for current Pesach. So the, the land is Kodesh. Ruvain separated out money to purchase his portion in Karba Pesach, which is Kodesh. So I say, and now you're telling me that the money becomes Chulin. So, which, was, which means when I receive the money from Ruvain, pretty much I could do whatever I want with that money. Right? I, I could purchase Pesach items or I could purchase a new suit for Yontem. I could do whatever I want. So the Gemara says, how does that work? How does two, both of these, remember, say the land is Kodesh, the money set aside by Ruvain to purchase a portion of my Quran Pesach is money set aside for sacrificial acquisition. How, how does something that, how does everything that's hectic suddenly become Kulin? So we'll say it's a good cash, it's top of Tzadik, Amra Baye, Ilav So we'll say, so now what the Gemara is going to do is like this. We're going to go through a number of attributions, but the actual case of the attribution is not going to come until later on. Rashi goes through it, but instead, we're just going to read through the first couple of lines, and then we'll see the case that the Gemara is referring to. Amra Abayis, Abayis is like this. Ilav if Raboshia would not have set this up as a case of Memana Zona Apischon, I will say, so I'll tell you what this case is, but I'll plug it in in just a moment. This is actually quite fascinating. Memana Zona Apischon means like this A man, a man went to a zona, used the services of a zona. And then what happened? See, he has to pay her. So, how does he pay her? This is quite fascinating. He gives her a portion of his carbon Pesach. Right? So I'll say, by the way, it's an incredibly important Musr. Just because a person commits one Avera, you know, Shul says, sarcastic, sadic, it's very important, I'll say, just because you commit one Avera, doesn't mean you're Russia. Doesn't mean you're Russia. Because if that's the case, we're all Rishayim. We're all Rishayim. Right? N- none of us is consistent, and no one of us is perfect, and no one of us lives a life of absolute, absolute virtue. So the guy went to a zona. People go to zonos. But just because he goes to a zona doesn't mean he doesn't have carbon Pesach. Sounds crazy to us because it's a bit of, again, it sounds like a little, it's like, it's like a little bit tone deaf, like, like a shtickle tone deaf. Like, like, like there are probably better ways and more discreet. I was like, can you imagine this Chabura? Oh, hi, who, who are you? <laughs> how, how do you know Ruvain? How do you know Ruvain? What's, what's your, you guys, you guys are related, you work together? Yeah, you could say that, you know, kind of work together, you know, so, 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 so again, like the, the Matthias of it, the Matthias of it, okay, I'm not sure how that plays out, but Lemaisa, it's a fascinating case. 
he's paying her, he's paying her with the chilek of carbon Pesach. Now you're going to see what that's important. So we're going to see what that really is going to get to. We're going to get to, we're going to see the case. What that really gets to is, what is the status of carbon Pesach? Is carbon Pesach my property? Or is carbon Pesach Kula Kodesh? The nafkamin, of course, for that is, can you pay the zona with your carbon Pesach? I mean, there, there are other nafkaminas also. But, but, but Lamaisa, Right, if it's yours, then technically speaking, you could pay the zona. Right, if if it's not yours, then then ultimately again you can't be mamana the zona. Ultimately, as a form of repayment. So again, we'll see. This. So the Gemara says, so zona So again, as Abayi says, if if ultimately again, Rabbi Oshia would not have set up this case as going ahead and giving the zona a portion of Pesach as payment for her services in accordance with Rabbi. I would have had a mukmina leilahi bekadshim kalim va'aliba de rabbiosi haglili de amar kadshim kalim mamon bailimu. So both said, so comes along a bai and a bai says like this. If you want to understand, if you want to understand this idea that the money received for the purchase of a portion of carbon pesach is chulin money. Sambaya says, we're going to see in just a moment that the way Rab Oshia sets this up is the case of memana zona and a court. In accordance with Rebbe. We'll see that in just a moment. Abai said, me, if you would have asked me, I would have said there's a simpler understanding of it. Karben Pesach is Kachim Kalim. Kachim Kalim, right, is lower, sanct- lower sanctity sacrificial items. And, Reb- and Rabbi Yossi Haglili holds, Abai, so Rabbi Yossi Haglili holds, that Allah Chalamaisa, Kachim Kalim are Mamon Bailim. Kachim Kalim have the status ultimately of property of the owner. So because of that, I, now that makes sense of us. Like, if Pesach is Kachim Kalim, and if Holocaust is like Kachim Kalim, is, under, is, is the possession of the owner. So when Ruven pays me $25 for a portion of my Kavim Pesach, that's my money. That's my money. And that's why the price says that the money is schooling. Avol, but Pesach lo mishayu inish. Rabbi say, but it's quite possible that Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, by Kavim Pesach, this might be an exception. I'm by Karban Pesach, a person might not go ahead and retain a portion in it. So I'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. We're going to see as follows. That it's possible, again, this will all make sense in just a moment, but it's possible to say that you might have a case where the carbon itself might be Kula Kodesh, but the monies received for a portion in that carbon could be chulin. Everything is a question on how carbon Pesach is going to be structured. So b'mo'uz vaday mishayir inish, it's possible that money received for a carbon, for a carbon Pesach, for a carbon Pesach, ultimately, again, a person retains a certain ownership in them. That when you set aside money for the purpose of purchasing a carbon Pesach, it could very well be that it's set aside with a particular way to retain ownership in it. So, I, so let me just show you what's just been floated out here, which is a couple of things. First of all, the opinion of Rabbi Yosei which is Kachim Kalim Armamon Bailim. So I'll say, if you hold that Kachim Kalim Armamon Bailim, that means Karim Pesach is the possession of the owner. If Karim Pesach is the possession of the owner, then Halach Lamaisa, of course, then when I receive money for a portion in it, that money is mine. What the Gemara now is going to say, even if you set that port, the idea on the side, it's possible to say as follows. There's, so I will say, really what this comes down to is a fascinating Chakira. When I go ahead and I have a carbon Pesach, 
So there are two ways in which I could, Rashi brings this out, but let's say it's outside. There are two ways in which I could possibly convey a portion of that to someone else. Possibility one is you pay, right? You purchase a portion of carbon Pesach, and therefore the portion is yours. In which case, halacha lamaisa, the money should technically become Kodesh. Or the other possibility is, no, you don't purchase anything. You give me money, but the truth is really what happens is I gift you a portion of carbon Pesach. I gift it to you. The money, okay, the money is a yomtiv gift, but the money itself doesn't have kedusha. The money itself, ultimately, again, is just a gift. It has the status of a matana, and therefore it's chulin. So what the Gemara is suggesting is as follows, or the third possibility is, the money may be port- purchase of a portion. But Lamaisa, when Ruvain separates out the money, he separates it out with the condition, with the tenai, that halacha Lamaisa, the recipient of the money, could do whatever he wants with it. So while it's true that it's payment for a portion of carbon Pesach, the owner of the money has the right to do with it as he pleases. So those are all the things. So I will say, all of this centers around this b'risa, which is the status of money received for a portion of carbon Pesach. What can or can't you do with that money? So here we go. It could very well be that according to Rebbe, Rebbe holds that carbon Pesach, a person does not retain any level of ownership in it. Therefore, once you consecrate a Pesach, it becomes totally Kodesh. However, the money, the way that the purchaser, we'll call him Reuven in this case, designates that money, he designates the money with a Tanai, that when he conveys that money to the owner of the Pesach, the owner of the Pesach has the right to do with that money as he pleases. So the Gemara says, So I will say, what the Gemara is driving at over here is, this lotion of means that a person retains a level of ownership in the money. How does that level of ownership manifest itself? That when Ruvain pays me, quote unquote, for a portion in my Pesach, it's understood that he says the recipient of that money has the right to do with the money as he pleases. That's why the Bryce says over here that money received for Pesach is considered to be chulin. But you can't really establish this as Rabbi Yossi who says that Kachim Kalam Amamam Bailim to Hatani Bey Vahamokar Olasa Ushlamov Lo Asavaloklum. Because remember again, Abbasi, the same Bryce has said that if you sell your Ola and your Shlamim, such an act is totally invalid. So the Gemara says, Vahashta, first wide line, Sadiq Amadalif, Vahashta, Duukme Raboshia Lahi Bimimana Zona Apisro, the Rabihi. And now that we set up this case, Rabbosai, ultimately, again, by Kerben Pesach at least, as a case of where you're going ahead and giving a zona for payment for our services, a portion of your Pesach, the Rebihi, Shmamina Desvirale, Afilu Bepischo, Meshayer Inish. Now, Bosa, and here's what's interesting. If you want to say that Halacha Lamaisa, man could pay a zona for her services by conveying to her a portion of his carbon Pesach, so we'll say, what does that mean? Not only does a person reserve rights in the money, right? In the money paid for carbon Pesach, what else do they reserve rights in? What else? In carbon Pesach itself. Because now what I'm doing is I'm utilizing carbon Pesach to satisfy a debt. 
Right? So I owe this woman, right? Reuven owns this woman money, and therefore halacha lemaisa, what he's paying for her, paying her with, is a portion of carbon pesach. So halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, we see that a person is not only mishayer doesn't only retain ownership rights in, in money paid for carbon Pesach, but in fact, carbon Pesach itself. So, Mahi, what's the case of Ose? Mahi, What is the case of Rabosha? So, Ose, so that's why I said it's going to work a little bit backwards. We quote Rabosha. Now, he says, what's the case? Here we go. This is not. So, Ose, now watch this. This is not talking about a case. Um, Ruven, we'll call them, went to Azona and now has to pay her for her services. So how does he pay her? He gives her a carbon. He gives her a carbon. He, he perceives the kedusha that she has, and therefore it's fit for her to be, to be paid with a carbon. So Mamish, this is an animal. This is an animal actually designated as a carbon. So the Gemara says, Hara You could actually offer up that carbon. Uh, you could offer up that carbon on the Mizbeach. So remember again, the Torah says explicitly that an animal given to a prostitute for her services cannot be offered up as a carbon. What the Gemara is saying over here is if you gave her an animal that was already designated as a carbon for her services, you could offer up that animal. Why can you offer up that animal? Because once the animal's already been designated as a carbon, you can't give it as payment for anything. Why not? Because it's hectish. And once it's hectish, you can't go ahead and utilize it to satisfy your own debts. Therefore, again, you could actually offer up that animal on the Mizbeach. However, However, if you paid her with birds, which are chulin, you cannot subsequently use those animals as a carbon. Because I could have made a kavachom. What's the kavachomer? So because I would say like this, by animals, by carbon, right? An animal that is already a carbon, if that animal develops a mum, that mum would preclude it from being offered up as a carbon. Yet, the designation of Esnan Zona, which is payment for a Zona, does not take effect on them. Ophos, she'in ha'mon posavon, but ophos, so we'll say, interestingly enough, in the, in the world of birds, sacrificial birds, so mum does not disqualify a bird. So ophos, she'in ha'mon posavon, e'no din she'in esnan u'mechir chalalein, I would have thought for sure that the din of esnan, payment for a zone is not chal, tamalomar, l'chol neder l'rabos es ha'ofos, therefore the pause is l'chol neder to include birds, so we'll say, so, that based on, so remember, so therefore the Gemara thing is like this, if you pay the zona with an animal that's already consecrated as a carbon, you can still offer up that animal because essentially the esnan, the payment, the payment identity does not devolve upon the carbon because the animal is already designated as a carbon. But if you pay her with unconsecrated birds, then enachinami, those birds cannot be offered up as a carbon. Now, once I say that, I'm going to say this as follows. I can make a kavachom in the opposite direction. If birds, which are not subject to halachos of mum, can become an esnan zona, could become, right, could become the payment for a zona, mukdashin shamun posabahen, eno din sheesnan mechir chalalehen, so we'll say when it comes to mukdashin, which are invalidated by mum, I would certainly say that the designation of mechir, of sorry, esnan, Payment for his ownership preclude them from being offered. Tamulomar, Lukhol Nadar. Therefore the Pasik says the Khol Nadar Prat Lindador. It comes to exclude something which has already been pledged. Which of us is what we were saying before. That essentially what the Gemara is saying is like this. Something that is already designated as a carbon cannot have that status set aside. 
by now offering it up as an, or by now designating it as an esnan. So if it's already a carbon, the fact that you decide to pay a zona with it does not remove the carbonic status, and therefore the animal could still be removed, uh, could still be offered up. If you have a chulin animal and you now pay the zona with it, that's now esnan zona, and halacha lamaise can't be used as a carbon. So we'll say, so the reason is because it says neder. In other words, we'll say neder means. The apostle that Gemara is quoting over here is Lo savi zona neder. You cannot bring an animal that was given as payment to a zona. Ultimately, again, lechol neder for any for any neder for any vow that you have made to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So the Gemara's darshan over here, lechol neder means anything that you're going to vow. But if something is already vowed, if something is already designated as a carbon. And you decide to give that to the zona, it could still be offered up because this designation as nador, as already pledged, is not set aside by now. It's presently being given over to the zona. At the time of the Kasev Rachman and Neder, the reason for the Shosh Chaz is Neder. So I'll say, so again, I, without Neder, I would have thought that when a man goes ahead and pays the zona with a sacrificial item, sacrificial, for sacrificial animal, I might have thought that the designation of Esnan Zona kind of sets aside the carbon status and now the animal becomes prohibited. But how could that happen? But I will say, how could that ever happen? Remember, once an animal is designated as a carbon, who does it belong to? I have no right to ask for something that does not belong to me. As such, once it is designated as a carbon, what right do I have to go ahead and designate it as an Esnan Zona? Amraloshia, what's the case? So we'll say, what's the case? What is the case where I could take something which is consecrated and use it as payment for a Zona? Oh, says Raboshia, I'll tell you, Raboshia, Oh, I'll tell you a case of where you could take a carbon. Remember, the notion of using a carbon as Esnan Zona, the Gemara says, is counterintuitive. Because ultimately, again, that would mean answering something which doesn't belong to me. Well, generally, you can't answer something that doesn't belong to me. Right? If, if I get angry at you and I decide, you know what? I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to worship your car as Avodah Oh, because what happens? Well, say, Avodazar is Aserbana. So I'm going to go over to your brand new car. I'm going to worship it as Avodazar. And now your car is Aser. Doesn't work. I, I can't, I can't Aser something that belongs to you. It doesn't work, I will say. So the Gemara says, if an animal is a carbon designated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I decide to pay the Zona with it. So ultimately, again, how could I make something that doesn't belong to me Aser? To which the Gemara says, I'll show you the case of paying the zona with the sacrificial item, where maybe it could become us. So what's the case, Rabosai? Of where I give the zona a chilek of my carbon Pesach. That's the case. So I'm taking a sacrificial item, carbon Pesach, and I'm giving the zona a portion of it as payment for his services. The Rebbe, he, and ultimately, again, this is the position of Rebbe. What does Rebbe say? My Rebbe, the Sanya, im yimat habayis mios misa. So I'll say, Rebbe says, the Pasuk says literally, if you have too few people in your home to consume a whole lamb, so we'll say, so what do you do in that circumstance? The Torah says, you could include other people on your carbon Pesach. So the Gemara, so Rebbe, so Rebbe Darshan's, I'm sorry, before Rabbi, the Gemara, the, the Brisa says, Misa, sorry, Vimyimatavais Mios Misa, Misa, 
So we'll say, what, what does this mean? That halacha lamaisa, you can go ahead and use the money. So we'll say, what the Torah is telling me is, there's not enough people in my home to finish up the set. No problem. You could sell portions. Sell portions to people, include other people. But what can you do with the proceeds? You can only use the proceeds for other carbon Pesach purposes. So the Gemara says, achila, velo you can go ahead and use the proceeds for anything to do ultimately again with Karn Pesach. Rashi says, first one line in Rashi, So we'll say, so is, you could sell portions of Karn Pesach, but you are limited with what you could use the money for. What can you use the money for? Only things related to Karn Pesach itself. So Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says, Rabbi says, no, no, no. Once you receive the money for a carbon Pesach, you can do whatever you want with that money. Wow. Now we have it. Now we have it. Raboshia teaches me that halacha lemaisa. I have the ability to pay a zona with a chilek of carbon Pesach, which I will say tells me that Allah Lamaisa, carbon Pesach is still mamon bailim, right? There's still a certain ownership that exists by carbon Pesach, so I could take a sacrificial item and I could go ahead and pay a zona with it for services. And Rebbe comes along and says, by the way, money that you receive for carbon Pesach, for a chilek of carbon Pesach, it's chulin. It's chulin. You could do whatever you want with that money. The Tanakhama says you could only use that money for Pesach purposes. Rebbe says you could use the money for whatever you want. Why? What's the logic that I will say? Because Rebbe says when a person purchases carbon Pesach money, that money is set aside with the Tnai that the owner could do whatever he wants with it. That's the nature of the way the money itself is designated by the person who is giving over, by the person who is conveying that money. So we'll say, listen to this. Rabbi Rabbi Zeir says as follows. We'll say that everybody agrees that obviously, of course, you can go ahead and use the money for, for the purchase of Karim Pesach, or you could use monies received for Pesach to go ahead and buy wood and other things for Pesach, because that's called a necessity for Pesach. Keep the where does the machlokes come up? Listen to this. Can you use money received for carbon Pesach? So I, I own the lamb. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, they're all joining in with me. So can I go ahead and use that money? Everybody agrees that I can use money to purchase wood, to, to, to burn the Pesach, to roast the Pesach, of course. Can I use the money for matzah and murder? So I said, listen to this. So Rabbanon Sari, Ha'achilach Risi. The Rabbanon say, no, you can only use money for direct consumption related to carbon Pesach. And ultimately, again, matzah and mar is not directly related. For Rabbi Shavar came on the achshir the Pesach, he could go for the Pesach time. Rabbi says, what are you talking about? It's achshir, we're supposed to say, how do you eat Karm Pesach? How do you eat Karm Pesach? Amatos umerorim yochlu. So even though it's not direct consumption, it's part of the manner of consumption. So of course you can spend money on that. So the Gemara goes right there. Vechadam amatamar kuli amal pligi. Right. So the Gemara says vechadam. The other opinion says no. Matamar nami kuli amal pligi. Dichsev amatam yochlu. No. The second opinion says no. Of course everyone agrees that aloch alamaisa. You can go ahead and use the money to purchase. Matzah, because that's part of the consumption of Pesach. The chayv and the machshir of Pesach completely keeply. You hear this machlokes come up. Likach bo cholok, likach bo talis. Can you use monies received for carbon Pesach 
to go out and purchase a new suit. So the Gemara says, Rabbanon say miyos misem rachmana hechiyo l'seh. The Rabbanon say miyos misem, which means literally you can use the money, but the money must be used to somehow sustain the current Pesach. In other words, it must be used for direct Pesach purposes. The Rebbe Tzavar hechiyo atzmecha misem. You could even sustain yourself from the set. In other words, you could use the money for whatever you want. Who said that ultimately, again, if Raboshia did not set up this case as in accordance with Rebbe, who holds that you can use the money for whatever you want, I would have set this up as a case. I would have set this up in accordance with Yosef Lili, who holds Kadshim Kalim Mamon Bailimu Aval Pesach but by Pesach, Rabbi Yosef really holds that a person does not retain ownership in it. Katani behedya shamanas kinik tishu Yisrael pischeyen. So we'll say the Brisa says explicitly that Klali Yisrael were makdish pischeyen with the intention of retaining some level of ownership that directly contradicts Rabbi Yosef Lili. Ema shamanas kinik tishu Yisrael most pischeyen. No, say what it means is Klali Yisrael were makdish the most. They were makdish ultimately again the money of Pesach. That Allah monies used to purchase carbon Pesach were ultimately set aside with the express idea that they could be used ultimately again for any purpose. So we'll say, so how do we pass in halacha right, with this entire sugya? So we'll say, so this is really fascinating because this gets to the core of carbon Pesach and it also gets to the core, it also gets to the core halacha of the money's paid for carbon So we'll say, listen to this. So the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins, this is in Hilchos Karim Pesach, Hilchos Karim Pesach, Perek Dalet Halach Yidalev. So the Rambam says, Eating Shotzliyas HaPesach, Kepesach, Vichem Matsu Mar Hove Machshire HaPesach, Harim Kepesach, Money that you received for the purchase of a portion of carbon Pesach, halacha lemaisa, is chulin. So this is incredibly important. So I have the lamb, I want to sell portions. Any monies received ultimately again for the sale of carbon Pesach purchases is chulin. Is chulin, a pretty dramatic halacha. The Rabbim also paskins, you should not give a zona a portion of the carbon Pesach as payment for our services. I don't think that comes as too much of a shocker, but, but Lamai said that, that, that's ultimately how the Rambam passed. It's beautiful. We'll say next sugya. Mishnah. Zav Shirash De Reyes. We'll say there's a lot more to say on that sugya also because I just want to point out what that sugya highlighted. The nature of Kachin Kalim, but also the fundamental nature and machlokis regarding the relationship of the owner to Karim Pesach. Does he retain some level of ownership with it? But again, and also the nature of monies paid for Karim Pesach. So one thing that's good is monies paid for Karim Pesach, monies paid for a portion for Karim Pesach are absolutely considered to be chulin. Beautiful. Mishnah, quickly. Zav Shirash Reis. We'll say back to Zov. A Zov who sees to your, so we'll say, so very quickly we know that Allah is, Zov who sees to Reyes has to go ahead and observe Shivanikim. Shivanikim. If he only goes ahead and sees one Reyah, he just needs one clean day. Zava, Zava, two Reyos, Shomar Yom Keneged Yom, she just has to keep one day. Three Reyos, Shivanikim. So we're just going to see something fascinating. Zov Shirash De Reyes, Shokhtan Allah Bishri. So we'll say, here's the interesting case. What happens if you have the following situation? You have a Zav who has two Reos and therefore acquires Shiv and Ikiyim. 
Now, the way Yeshiva Nikim work out, seven clean days work out, is that Halacha Lamaisa, he will be Tahar come Pesach night. So on Erev Pesach, he is still Tahar. Let's say, for example, he went to the, he went to the mikvah during, during, during his day number seven was Erev Pesach. But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, he's actually not fit to eat Karbanos until the night of Pesach. So the question is, the question, the statement the Gemara is making is that Allah Lamaisa, you could shech the carbon on his behalf on Erev Pesach, even though what? He's not actually fit to consume until that night. So the Gemara says, Zav Shosh Teriyos, Shokht on Allah Bishvi, Rosh Shalosh, Shokht on Allah Bishmini. Now I will say, if a Zav sees three Riyos, not only does he have to wait Shevinikim, but what? He has to go ahead and also bring karbanos. He has to bring bird karbanos. That's done on the eighth day. So Allah Lamaisa, if he has, if he had, if he had three riyas, then Allah Lamaisa, you could shecht as long as Erev Pesach is his eighth day. What the mission, all the mission is saying is that Allah Lamaisa, you could shecht on behalf of someone who is presently tame, as long as what? As long as what? By the time consumption comes around, they will be able to eat, which I will say is a chiddush, because otherwise I would have thought that what? In order to be part of a chabura, what has to happen? You have to be fit, bizman shechita. Kamash malon, that even if you're not fit, bizman shechita, but you will be fit, by zman achila, you can include you as part of a karban. So the Gemara says, Shomar Shom Keneged Yom, Shoktan Allah, B'Shein Similarly, again, if a woman says, Shomar Shom Keneged Yom, she had one re'iya, we could check on her behalf on her clean day. But if she saw two days, she saw two days, you can go ahead as long as she's on her day number three, she could check on her behalf. Zava, means a woman who has to observe Shevinikim. You could check on her behalf on day number eight. So as long as by nightfall, she or he, whoever is time will be able to eat, you can check on their behalf. Amrav Yudamarav, Shokhtan Bizarkin. Same idea. means a person who went to the mikvah but requires hair of shemesh. You could include him in the chabura shecht on his behalf, even though he can't presently eat now, because he'll be able to eat that night. means someone who has to still bring karbanos on the days. So this is very interesting. I will say However, if somebody is tamei tumasheretz, which means he became tamei. He's tummy now, but even though he can remedy that tumma by nightfall, you cannot shakt on his behalf. Why that is, we'll see. Va'ula Amar Af Shoktin Vizarkin Al Tamay Sharitz. Ula says, no, you can even shakt and include on the uh, in the Khabura someone who's Tamay Tuma Sharitz. Ulurav, Maishna Tavul Yom. So we'll say, according to Rav, why is it? I don't understand. We'll say you could shakt on behalf of a Tful Yom. Who's a Tful Yom? Person went to the mikvah by day, but still requires Harif Shemesh. So I could shakt on behalf of a Tful Yom, yet I can't shakt on behalf of someone who's a Tamay Tuma Sharitz. So Amar Av, so the Gemara says, so Ulurav, Maishna Tavul Yom. The Chazil Orta, because the Tvul Yom will be fit by nightfall. Right? Remember, someone said the Tvul Yom did everything he needs to do already. All, he's re- all he requires is Harif Shemesh. So the Tamei Sharetz Nami Chazil Orta. I don't say that the guy is Tamei Tumas Sharetz. He could also be fit by night. Right? The remember that Tumas Sharetz is one of the lowest forms of Tumah. He could also be fit by nightfall. So what's the problem? Mechusra Tvila. No, no, because he's still missing Tvila. Still missing Tvila. Okay. Tvul Yom Nami Mechusra Harif Shemesh. 
the Tvul Yomer will say, still what? He's still missing nightfall. In other words, everybody's missing something. That's the whole point over here. So you're going you're gonna to say, I can include the Tvul Yomer as part of the Chabura because by nightfall he'll be fine. All he's missing is night. But he's saying, you can't include the Tami Sheres because he's missing Tvila. Or the Tvul Yom is missing Herav Shemesh. So I don't know, everybody's missing something. So the Gemara says, Herav Shemesh Shemesh Arva. Mechusik Yipisid Gemara says, here's the difference. Herav Shemesh Shemesh he, the Tvul Yom is missing something that will automatically occur on its own. Nightfall will occur on its own. But if the guy whose tummy to my sharis is missing Tvila, that Tvila doesn't occur on its own. It requires human dynamic activity. And maybe he won't do it. So the Gemara says, Aye, but the guy who's Kipurim, he's missing his carbonic offerings. So I will say, so if you're going to make a distinction between if you're missing something that's going to occur on its own, we could shaft on your behalf. But if you're missing something that you still have to do, we're afraid you're going to be derelict in your responsibilities and not do it. Well, the Mechusur Kippurim, so you can shaft on behalf of Mechusur Kippurim, Mechusur Kippurim still has to bring carbonos. So why aren't we concerned that maybe he's going to be derelict in his responsibility to bring carbonos? So the Gemara says, "Ha!" So the Gemara says, "Mechusik Yiporim Nami Hamechusik Kapar Shekina Biyado." Oh, what's the case? The case is where he has his carbon already set aside. Tamei Sharetz Nami Hare Mikvah Lefanov. I maybe the Tamei Sharetz was he could set it up as a case where the Mikvah he has a VIP Mikvah, private, heated. It's ready for him to go. So, so why is that? Why would that prevent him from being part of the Chabura? Dilma Pasha, because we're afraid maybe the Tamei Tumas Sharetz is not going to go to the Mikvah. He'll be a Poshea. So the Gemara says. Excuse me. I don't understand. If you're going to tell me that you're afraid that the person is not going to do what he needs to do, so also, maybe he's not going to offer up his carbon. What's the case? The case is where the individual's already gave his carbonos over to the Beisdin of Kohanim to offer it up on his behalf. That there was a special basin of Kohanim. The individual gave over his kabbalos to the basin of Kohanim. And there's a chazaka. That the Kohanim do what they're supposed to do. They do not leave. They don't close up shop for the day until they offered up all the kabbalos. The case of Mechusr Kapara. Ultimately, again, who could participate in the Chabura, even though he's not fit now, but will become fit later. is a case where he gave over his kabbalos to the basin of Kohanim. So therefore, again... It's not in his hands anymore. We're not, he's not afraid. Even if he quote unquote forgets, it doesn't matter. He's given over the Karbanos to a group of Kohanim. Kohanim's reason him. And therefore it says, if ultimately again the Karban has been offered. By the case of Tumas Sheretz, apparently we're afraid that Allah Chalamaisa, he's not going to go to the mikvah. So the Gemara said, Rav one second. According to Rabbi Bosai, a guy who's Tomei Tumas Sheretz, Midaraisa, actually... The Gemara says, I'm sorry. So we'll say, according to Rav, are we saying over here that Midoraisa, ultimately, again, the guy who's Tamei Tumas Sheretz, is fit for Karban Pesach, but Rabbanon were gozer? So the Gemara says, if that's the case, Alama Amarav, then why did Rav say, Mitamin Echad Mehen Besheretz? So we'll say, listen to this. We'll say, remember going back to this for just a moment? Halacha if you have an exact 50-50 split, Tamei and Tahorin, that's problematic. Remember, one of the approaches was, you make just one more person Tamei. Right? Remember we had this discussion, do you need one person to tilt the scales, two people to tilt the scales? So Rav said, how do you tilt the scales in the form of Tumah? Make one guy Tamei Tumah Sheretz. Then I both say, if one guy Tamei Tumah Sheretz is enough to tilt the scales to make all of Klai Yisrael 51% Tamei, and Tumah Hutra B'Tzibor, 
That means Tuma Sharis is not the Rabbanon. That means Tuma Sharis is Daraisa. So the Gemara says, El the Rav min Daraisa nami lochaz. According to Rav, in reality, someone who's telling Tuma Sharis is not, is really not fit min Daraisa. Tixiv ish ish kiye tamil nefesh. So the Gemara says, What's the case? Milo askinon, Shechal Shvi Shalolios Perava Pesach. That classic case of Tomei Tumas Meis, is that not talking about a situation of someone whose seventh day of corpse Tumah turned out to be on Ere Pesach, which is the equivalent of what is actually interesting. A guy whose Tomei Tumas Meis on day seven is effectively the same thing as someone whose Tomei Tumas Sheretz. So I was like, why? Because both of them go to the mikvah on that day and are tahar that night. And ultimately the Torah says in such a situation, a person goes to Pesach Sheni. Vichi Teima. Mimai dahachi, Sarvak Rabbi Yitzhak da Amar, Tameit Sada Amar Tmei Mace Mitzvah Hayu, Shechal Shvishalios Barat Pesach. So I'll say that ultimately, again, what's the case? It's a case of Tameit Tumas Mace Mitzvah, who Shvi'i, their seventh day of purification, turns out to be on Erev Pesach, Shemar, Velo Yachlu, Lasos Hapesach, Payomahu, Payomahu, the Enon Yeholden Lasos. So interestingly enough, interestingly enough, so you see over here that someone who's Tame Tomas Mace, whose day number seven turns out to be on Erev Pesach, you see Abose that such an individual is set aside to Pesach Sheni. So Abose, see, interestingly enough, what the Gemara is suggesting, this is fascinating, is that a guy who's Tame Tomas Sheretz is the same Tuma as someone who is Tame Tomas Mace on day number seven. Both of them are effectively the same state. Namely, they both go to the mikvah that day, but ultimately don't have, but, but don't really become Tar until that night. And yet those individuals are set aside until Pesach Sheni. Therefore, I will say that's why the Gemara said that the person who's Tamei Tumas Sheretz, it doesn't offer up carbon Pesach and Pesach Rishon, but instead is set aside to Pesach Sheni. Good. Tanan, Zav Shirash Dei Re'eo Shokhtan Al B'Shvi'i. So I'll say if a Zav had two Re'eos and his seventh day is Erev Pesach, we shakht on his behalf. My lab Delo Tavol is not the case where he didn't go to the mikvah. And Abosei, you would see from here, that Allah Chalamaisa, you still shaft and offer up on behalf of someone who's Tamei Tumas Sheretz. To which the Gemara says, Lo, the Tavil. All right, Abosei, you know we'll have to stop over here. We'll pick up Amir Hashem with this Tanaz of So again, we're still trying to figure out the role or the status, ultimately, again, of Tumas Sheretz in this greater discussion. Amir Hashem to be continued. Shkayach Abosei. Sorry. <laughs>